0: Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show.
1: And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stat guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on
0: Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out.
1: Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on The Ringer Wrestling Show.
0: Follow the show now on Spotify. And do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all in one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com backslash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com backslash RG. This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day really at Sonic for a limited time you can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like Hickory Barbecue and Cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tender Wrap today. Tax not included. Limited time only at participated Sonic drive-ins.
2: what's up everybody welcome back it's been a little minute i uh i'm excited to be back i'm here with my co-host pasha hagigi and we running a another episode off guard man it's uh, feels like it's been like what a month two definitely months? been a few weeks yeah we <laughs> were we cool. were in the west coast yeah we we're on the west coast um but uh, a lot has happened low-key you know this is usually that time of the year where it seems it's a little bit dead uh just in the basketball world of things and even sports a little bit but now you know you got college football back uh NFLs on the horizon. Uh, we got a uh, USA basketball going on with FIBA. So there's a little bit, you know, going on and we've had plenty, uh, plenty to talk about today. So we're good to be back. Happy to be back.
1: I want to talk about our our L.A. trip. We were out there for a couple of weeks. You we were playing pickup. I know a lot of people probably saw you, you know, highlights of you playing pickup with some really good players. What was that experience like? I know you've been in Orlando all summer working out, but it's different when you're, you know, you're playing pickup with like KD, Devin Booker, Trey Young, people like that.
2: Yeah, no, it was good runs. I mean, that's the benefit of being in LA in the summer. It's just like you have everybody there. Um, whereas if you go anywhere else, there's good pickup. You can work on your game, but it's it's just, you know, obviously there's levels of things when you're playing against, you know, the best players in the world. So uh, it was fun, man, just being out there competing, uh, seeing where I'm at just condition wise um feel great right now so it was it was a lot of fun going out there and playing man the
1: day that i went and watched you there was a lot of buzz in the gym the way they do it too with kd's runs there was you know four quarters it just felt like a real scrimmage yeah and drake walked in the whole gym was buzzing it was pretty crazy
2: yeah that was a good day for (laughs) (laughs) y'all that was a pretty cool for for, uh for y'all to pull up to and watch i mean uh, i think that's the only day that you know that happened you know, the thing is, it's like the, the reason I like Katie's runs is because it's very uh, exclusive. He doesn't have, you know, they get a list out, I think, the day before. And they maybe grab one or two players a day of. It's like 12, 14 deep max. And that way, you're pretty much playing just about every game with maybe one or two alternate subs. Whereas, you know, Rico Hines runs, which are great. I love going to Rico Hines runs as well, but that's like a whole different experience. There's a lot going on in the gym. There's like 200 people, maybe even more in the gym. So, it can be a little chaotic at times where this is kind of just more about the basketball, not a lot of cameras. Everyone's kind of in there. And you guys swooping. played
1: four quarters. That were, like, you guys were making adjustments. You guys were, I mean, it, oh, yeah, was, like yeah, yeah. No, it was like a
2: real game. <laughs> like, we really did play four quarters. I think the score was like 120 something. The I think we yeah. go to like 135. So, it's, it's like a full game. So, it was, uh, guys were competing too. You know, when you set that tone early that today we're like, you know, we're going to compete, it's not going to be one of those like bullshit yeah. pickup runs where everybody's just, focusing on offense. It was actually a like good basketball. So it was fun to get out there and compete, man. I was like Garden Trey and Terry Rozier and all these, you know, Jalen Green, talented, talented players. So uh, it was fun to go at them and compete as always.
1: I think it's definitely important too that they see how, you know, KD approaches it, how, you know, how he's playing. So if he's playing like that, everyone else obviously is going to play says right
2: The tone starts with him. Yeah, he's one of the first
1: you know, at least five shots in a row
2: bro. the first five possessions. He didn't hit the net. Yeah. And like the whole gym was like, Oh Jesus. Okay. So he's playing and you could tell even before we started playing, he was doing a workout with, um, uh, Jabari, uh, Jabari Smith. Yeah. And they were doing like a whole workout and you could already see like the tone in the gym was serious. He was quiet, had a full sweat going. The the best pickup is serious pickup. There's nothing worse than like just lackadaisical bullshit pickup. Um, so, it was it was good to get out there and compete and work on your game. Um, and KD definitely set the tone. It was fun.
1: We also while we were out there, went to the Drake concert. That was yeah. Awesome. We went to the
2: Drake. Yeah, we saw Drake in the gym, and then he we went to his concert that night, yeah. uh, which was which was amazing. We had a great time. Um, you know, the concert was lit. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you got all of his. He he went through like the whole rolodex of all of his songs. So yeah. I, I'm not even one of the guys that need all the visuals and like the dances in the background and the crazy like theatrics. Like if you have good music and you get a couple of drinks in you and you're hanging out with good friends and you got the music going in there, the whole arena. I mean, that's all, that's all you really need, man.
1: Yeah, everyone was asking me how it was and they said they heard bad things. If you know every song, you know, the words to like every song, and you're going to a concert, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, you're exactly. going to be singing along. That's all that matters. This catalog obviously is unmatched, So that was a great time for sure. I it feel was. like we squeezed in a lot in those two weeks. I'm good on LA for a while. <laughs> I got I'm to think back to Orlando. <laughs> that's,
2: that's because every night, or every day when you're in LA, there's something going on. So while we were there, it just seemed like every day around five o'clock, it was like, yo, yeah. what are we doing?
1: It's funny, cause every morning we start off by saying, we're not gonna do anything tonight. We're not gonna do anything tonight.
2: Yeah. Let's just hang out. And then like six o'clock is like, yo, I heard so-and-so was having, <laughs> having a little get together. If you just want to, let's just know it. Let's not drink. Let's just hang out. And three hours later, I look at you across the room. You're like, hey! <laughs> uh, no, but you know what though? LA, it feels like if you're there for the right reasons, you can get so much done just in terms of networking. Yeah, It's kind of how I felt in Vegas when I went out to Summer League. I was there for two days. I felt like I was there for seven. Yeah. All I was doing was talking, networking, talking, working, networking. And it just felt like even though I was only there for two days, like I did a lot. You know what I mean? In LA, sure. we were playing pickup. You're networking. You're meeting people, meetings, this. Even when you're going out and hanging out with people, you're getting introduced to people because you there's all types of walks of life in Los Angeles uh especially if you're like in that little scene it's like a big high school where everybody kind of knows each other the entertainment business that's what i'm gonna call it just right, right. it is it's the whole entertainment business
1: is in la and um yeah it was
2: a good time and we had a lot of fun
1: while we were gone and we took a little break from the pod uh one of the things i saw that everyone was you know hating on noah lyle's comment i know you jumped in on that on I twitter did. you had something to say i did say something yeah
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I, I was like what is the the, the no, well he said t-
1: the delivery, his delivery, which was a big issue, I think. Even if whatever he was saying was right, right or wrong, the way he said it, and you could felt like it was like rehearsed. It, it just
2: it seemed not only rehearsed and forced, it didn't even seem natural coming out of his mouth. And the yeah. way he talks, I, I think it's also his voice, the way he sounds, he was like, champions of what? <laughs> <laughs> the the USA? I was like, bro, just shut just shut the fuck up and run. <laughs> you just run in a straight line as fast as possible, bro. That's a, that's what he's a sprinter. He's fast, he's one of the fastest in the world. I, I have all the respect for that, man, especially to be in the Olympics. To be the guy like you're faster than everyone you walk around, it's a pretty cool thing to say. Probably. How that translates to you knowing basketball or commenting on basketball to me is comical. Um, I understand what he's saying. I do think so that do you agree with what he's saying? I don't agree, but I don't like fully disagree with what he's saying.
3: Okay.
2: The best league in the world is, is, is an NBA. Everyone in the world knows this. Everyone in the world knows the NBA is the best league in the world. Everyone knows that the best players in the world play in the NBA. Bar none. Is there a guy here or there that might play overseas instead of the NBA? Because maybe he's from over there. Amir Tich, an extreme example. And by the way, he still played most of his career in the NBA. And then now he's finishing it up overseas back home. Are there those examples? Yes. Are there guys at like the bottom, like the 12th guy who's like teetering back between like a two way or a fully guaranteed overseas deal, multi-year deal. Maybe those guys, maybe a couple of those, but like, The rest of the league, like the NBA, like the actual Hooper Hoopers, like we all play in the league. That's just just what it is. And when you win an NBA championship, you are the world champions because you're playing in the best league in the world. And you have all the best players from around the world in the fucking NBA. So that's why we call ourselves the world champions. And if we took any NBA championship team and took the best Euro team, Euro club, they would get the shit beat out of them in a seven game series. They might win one game just off the strength of maybe hitting them every shot, especially if we're playing NBA rules. Where there's defense at three seconds, can't hit the ball above the rim, the pace of the game, the speed of the game. the Two different leagues, man. Like they, There's no way. The, the best Euro player in the league is the 12th guy on an NBA roster. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful. There's a lot of great Euro players. The best Euro player is a 12th guy. Who, who's the best Euro player? Well,
1: I, just, I disagree with that part. Who? But, so I, I don't think, for example, Shane Larkin would be the 12th guy on the team. I think he'd be a solid backup point guard in the NBA.
2: Then he'd be a backup point guard in the NBA. I love Shane Larkin, but you're wrong. Shane was in the NBA for like three four years, and then he left to go overseas.
1: It's gotten a lot better, it seems like.
2: What EuroLeague player is coming in the league and just going to just get a backup point guard spot-up contract right now? Are you kidding me? No way. So, no way, bro. I
1: saw some people saying, taking this to another experience. Dante
2: Exum. Dante Exum. Uh, he's one of the better players. He's on a non-guaranteed, bro. A non-guaranteed deal in the NBA.
1: I saw other people taking it to the, uh, the other extreme saying the worst team in the NBA would beat the best team in the They year. would. So let's say last year the worst team in the NBA was the Houston Rockets. They beat the best year. And they would
2: beat Real Madrid won the year Is there anybody on Real Madrid that's better than Jabari Smith or or uh, K- uh, what's it? K- J- K- J- Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jalen Green, Jr. Jr. Shangoon. Shangoon. Who Matt. I think
1: would be an unbelievable year player right no, now.
2: Not one of those guys, uh, not one year league guy is better than anybody in the Rockets. And that's the worst team in the league. I don't think they're going to be the worst team next year, right. but they were last year. And they would beat any team in the Euro Club. And again, what I'm saying shouldn't be disrespectful, by the way. This is like common sense. I'm, all I'm saying is the worst NBA team, the best league in the world, should be able to beat a Euro Club team. And your best thing was Shane Larkin, who, shout out to Shane Larkin, got nothing but respect there. We had some battles in high school. Uh, Shane Larkin, Mike James, these guys were like 11, 12 guys that like kind of teetering in and out of the league when they were. Sometimes at best, they were like a backup role for like a stint of games. We're not talking like a full backup bro from all 82 games and the playoffs, they're relying on these guys to, Yeah, that's a different thing, bro. There's a difference between being a backup and a guy who like served as a backup because of injuries or this, this, and that, or maybe had a little stint. Two different things. So, I mean, that proves a lot right there. But to Noah's point.
1: I I I understand what he's saying. When you go You're not the no- world, you're not the world champions you won the NBA. But do you really want the Nuggets to go on a tour around the world and just beat all the other teams too, just to say they're world champions? It's obvious they would win.
2: It'd be a waste of time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, But I understand what he said. And hey, Jokic couldn't get out of Denver fast then, enough after the title. He's not doing that. He's not doing some tournament. You're a Champions League tournament. It's not happening. That guy's he, not doing he, it. he had
2: a beer waiting for him on the PJ. <laughs> as soon as that parade ended, and that guy had a couple beers waiting for him on the PJ to go back, the back over the, the
1: water. And, and,
2: and I'll say this. I understand the Olympics and what they're doing when you're competing against the world. It is just a different thing. But in our sport of basketball, the best play in the NBA where like in sprinting, the best of the best really compete in the Olympics. It's just two different things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like gymnastics, sure they have tournaments locally in I'm I'm sure in America, but the best of the best, what you get your credit for is every four years when you compete in the Olympics. Whereas the Olympics for basketball, it's like, bro, no one really I mean people care, but it's it's not like the NBA. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that's the focus, is the NBA championship. That's 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 why it's just different. I don't understand. The comment was not only whether he was wrong or right, it was just unnecessary. You're a sprinter. Why are you talking about the NBA? It just really
1: wanted, he wanted to.
2: No, he just wanted like yeah. attention. I don't even know what it did. And all he did is alienate himself from ever being cool with anybody really that's like popping or cool. Cause like not a rapper in the world fucks with that guy now. <laughs> Dra- even Drake came out and was like, bro, look at you, bro. You, you, <laughs> you rehearsed this in the mirror the night before and thought it was going to go well, huh? Like, bro, that's that just tells you like, no one agrees with it. And then Popovich even came back out
1: well, like, it was an old Popovich quote that he essentially said the same thing years ago. Wrong about something, you were wrong about something. You want to go over it?
2: I don't think I was wrong about anything. I was <laughs> 100 percent I ahead. was
1: wrong about I said Brandon Ingram would be the best player and, the and team. And who do
2: I say was going to be the best player in the team? Just so we can get that out of the way.
1: You said Anthony Edwards, Thank which you. statistically, <laughs> I saw something that come out today, net rating. halliburton has been the best player.
2: Anthony, and he has been hooping. Anthony Edwards has by far by far been the best player and he is by far the best player in that team and there's not a player that's even in the realm of being close to second. It's like Anthony Edwards and then there's a giant gap and there's the rest of those guys.
1: I was completely wrong about Brennan Ingram. But you didn't think Brennan Ingram would be No, I did not like I did this. not
2: think Brennan Ingram would struggle this bad. It's to the point where it's a little bit like what's going on. I also think because when you're on like a team like USA and you have so much talent around you, which they do, um If you're not playing well, like they just have another guy there. So now like not only are you not playing well. They're not getting him going. Exactly. (laughs) It's not like you're your own team where they're going to get you going. Like you're going to find yourself. Like there's no time to find yourself in USA basketball. If you're not hitting, they got another star sitting on the bench. That that guy's in the game. So now like Brandon's coming in the game and now he's like, I know how it is, man. Like now he's like caught in the fitting in because now he doesn't want to mess up because his minutes have been taken a little bit. So now he's coming this in. This is a role
1: that maybe you understand more than – No, uh, anyway, yeah.
2: I, I know this role. That's what I'm saying. So he's he's coming in the game like trying to be aggressive but doesn't want to over be aggressive because when he was overly aggressive, it didn't work before. But now that's not who he is because he's a scorer. Yeah. So like you, the other day he had 10 points, 4 or 6 off the bench. Like he played pretty solid. It just – it seemed like he struggled to kind of find himself it doesn't help that like Anthony's playing so well and that's the guy they're clearly playing through. So like Brandon's essentially like kind of playing off the ball and he's not really like an off the ball, like spot up. Sh- that's not his game. Right. So like, like you said, like who fits around Anthony awards better? Like does Brunson, I love Brunson, but he doesn't fit better than Halliburton. Does this, do I like, do I like, uh, do I like Brandon Ingram? Does he fit better than Cam Johnson or Reeves? Guys who are just going to spot up and shoot. Guys who are going to go in there and Josh Hart. Guys who are going to go get offensive rebound and kick it back out the Ant, right. and Play off them. Guys who are going to cut. Come set them picks. Do you know what I'm saying? So, no, absolutely. This goes a, back to
1: our whole thing where you can only, you need players to complement the better players. The better player, yeah. yeah.
2: You can't just put the best players on one team. You know what I mean? Someone's got to give to to you know to, to, for it to work. So it's been interesting to see. You know this team, I do like how they're constructed. I know this isn't our A team and it might not even be our B team but the guys that we have are like really good players, a couple all-stars and then the guys who aren't all-stars are like really good complimentary players and defensive first guys. Um, There's a lineup where it's like Jaron Jackson, uh, Anthony Edwards, Halliburton, um, uh, the kid, who's the dude uh, from Brooklyn? Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges, like very long, athletic, all defensive minded guys as well. Anthony Edwards, guys who can play at both ends. And I feel like that's their best lineup, especially in the fourth. Austin Reeves.
1: But every game, the bench, the bench trio of Austin Reeves, Paolo, and T- Halliburton have come in and they just start cooking immediately. They, Today they, it happened again, too. They have a, they, they have a good in. report. Yeah. Hey, uh,
2: Paolo's played great.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's, been, he's a perfect FIBA big. He is.
2: He, he's played great, man. He's played big. He switches on the smalls. Um, he's been aggressive. He doesn't force shots. You know what I mean? Like he's playing the right way, which, you know, any young player on could go out there and like try to score every time he touches it right. like he's playing the right way he's really shown that he knows how to play like winning basketball you know what I mean is like great
1: for afterwards absolutely a rookie a rookie absolutely a rookie of the
2: year, of the of the year going right into FIBA going into a second year campaign I think you know a lot of guys go into camp and go into the season they start slow he's fresh off the FIBA sometimes those guys come out blazing because yeah. he just got done playing yeah. you know what I mean like camp starts in like four weeks this guy's going to start – this guy's playing for another week and a half. So he's really going to have two-week different time of like
1: between FIBA ending and his season starting. For sure.
2: So um, exciting times for the Magic fans. I, uh, yeah. I'm. I'm As, I'm a, as
1: a Magic fan, I, how do we get Halliburton? They play so well together. This guy's <laughs> right. going to look great.
2: Halliburton might have just checked in with his two – what do he sign? Two – he's not going anywhere, bro. He's not going anywhere. Indianapolis is locking that guy down. And his personality and the type of person he is, like he don't even care to be – you know, somewhere like in Florida. No, I'm a little no, worried that s- m- people are going to start No recru- income tax, Tyler. P- people are going to
1: recruit Paolo. I know how these Olympic teams, people start recruiting. Like oh, yeah, no, they, they're in.
2: talking. What do, you, what do you think they're talking on the bus all day? Yeah. <laughs> it's not it. good
1: for Paulo. Paolo's <laughs> not good. Yeah, no, so, yeah. where you were wrong. I was wrong about Brandon Ingram. You were wrong on. What was I wrong? You told me, you told the audience that Austin Reeves wouldn't really be in the rotation. And he's been a big, he's been a big player.
2: Did I say that? Yeah. you did. I was wrong about that.
1: You were. He, Austin, but he's surprising a lot of people. I didn't think
2: so either. I thought Austin Reeves, based off of the footage that we were getting from the uh, scrimmages and the early on practices, it didn't look like Reeves was going to be an initial guy who was going to be playing a lot. I thought him and Josh Hart would have like moments where they needed him. I didn't think they were going to be guys that were going to be playing 25 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, but what happens is, like you said, you need guys to compliment. And what Austin Reeves has pretty much shown is he's a guy that you could pretty much put on any team in the NBA. And he's playing big minutes. He's aggressive. He's smart. He plays hard. He's competitive. He doesn't force anything. Those five things. And he, he's not high in turnover prone. And he gets in the NBA. He's very free throw heavy. He gets to the line.
1: I think that's his best attribute. Yeah. Is he's so aggressive. Yeah, all yeah he's
2: aggressive all, always. You know, so I li- I mean, we, me and you have always been fans of him this whole year. When people were like trying to give him a hard time. You know, we were pretty positive about his play. I didn't think it would translating him getting this much minutes and FIBA this early, but he's played really well, man. I mean, I, I got to tip my hat off. To Do him. you
1: think future all-star or are we jumping the gun a little bit?
2: The only reason I say we're jumping the gun is just because it is so competitive in the West and yeah. in any conference position, especially the West, to, for him to make an all-star game, he'd have to like outplay Brad B. I mean, he'd have to outplay <laughs> some serious scores, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's going to have to outplay Brad Beal. He's going to have to outplay because now he's in the West. I, you know, you got Shea Alexander, you, you you got Steph Curry. I mean, the guard spot in the West is pretty much locked up, man. You know, if Damian Lillard's still there, he probably won't be. But, um, you know, Jamal Murray wants to be an All-Star for the first time. Still hasn't made one. And he's healthy now. Like, bro, this is who Austin Reeves has to outplay. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Jamal
1: Murray's the best player ever to not make an All-Star team. And it, obviously that's due to circumstance and injury. But- well, yeah, if
2: he didn't get injured, he'd probably be a two-time All-Star by now. Yeah. But um, he'll be one next year. So
1: you thought Canada wouldn't have any chance at you, you know, beating USA. Obviously, Lithuania just beat USA. Didn't they play Canada and USA? No, they have not played yet. No, edit that out. They think. might play in the finals. They, would, they, Canada without Jamal Murray looks really, really good.
2: They do. With Jamal, they would have been OD.
1: And we all just saw USA lose to Lithuania. So now do you change your, you're changing your opinion a little bit. Obviously, Canada could can get one off USA.
2: Yeah, they could. I mean, Lithuania I, made their first anybody, threes. anybody, anybody can win in one game, man. If they played Lithuania, bro, if they played Lithuania best of seven games, it would be four games and one. Let they, so you're not worried about that loss? You don't no, man. That team shot their load. <laughs> they they, are, they well, are. They lost
1: by 20 today to Serbia. They're yeah,
2: they're. they, they are, Come on, man. The guys had a come to Jesus moment. Did you see the threes that they are hitting? Some guy banked it. Some guy was. They, you can see how gassed they were, too, in the bench. They were like, I mean, they had the game of their life. No no disrespect, but all disrespect. They, they're They're a good team, but they're not beating USA again. If USA matches up with Lithuania again, it's going to be a blowout.
1: Do you think USA is definitely going to win the gold?
2: I don't think they're as dominant enough, but I have them winning. I have them winning. I don't think it's like a for sure thing. Like we're winning automatic. They can win. They could lose to Canada. I mean, they got. Just
1: I just don't like how it's almost becoming normal.
2: France has been. Uh, oh,
1: there I am. There are, what,
2: what's been going on? I don't know. They look terrible.
1: Yeah, that was bad.
0: They're getting beat by everybody.
1: Yeah, Latvia beat them. Lafayette ended up being good, though. they're good. They made the final eight. Yeah, man.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sonic. Fuel up for game day and any day, really, at Sonic. For a limited time, you can get the new $1.99 Sonic Crispy Tender Wraps. And trust me, you don't want to miss out. A crispy chicken tender and bold flavors like hickory barbecue and cheesy Baja. Crisp lettuce and melty cheese that make the perfect bite. So go get yourself some TLC, some tender love and chicken. And buy a $1.99 Sonic Crispy Chicken Tender Wrap today tax not included, limited time only, at participated Sonic drive-ins.
1: If USA had their A team, does anyone touch them?
0: No, man. This would be a slaughter.
2: What, what is it, an office? Holsters? Uh, what is he, uh, <laughs> Cornell, holster, slaughter. <laughs> no, seriously, though?
1: Even when they had our Redeem team and the 2012 team, those, some of those games were close against Spain.
2: Yes, yes. Some games were close. That was prime Spain, by the way. With like the Gasol twins, or the Gasol brothers, uh, uh, they had uh, Prime Rudy Rubio, Fernandez. Fernandez. I mean, they had like a really, and those, those guys have been playing with each other their whole life. And most of them were pros or big time Euro pros. Like that was, a good, and again, it's just one game. They don't got to beat them in a seven game series. That's another reason why going back to Noah's comments why it's so ridiculous. It's in one game elimination, man. In the NBA, bro, you have to win four rounds of seven game series, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's it takes luck out of the equation. Right. When you have to beat someone out of seven times, there's no more luck Yeah, that's anymore. not a lucky
1: Miami Heat run. No, they no, no they,
2: they, you have to win. You have to, you have to it's, when it's like that, that's why people love the NCAA tournament. Anyone can beat them. Yeah. We lost to Lehigh, brother. That team was terrible. They had CJ McCollum and a bunch of guys who work in cubicles now. If we played them again the next day, we would have beat, they lost to Xavier the next time by like 20. But that game versus us, they were up and we lost. Yeah. That's that's what makes FIBA interesting. The USA can lose next game and it's it's a wrap. You know what I mean? But in the NBA, you have best the best team wins. So who would be your
1: A team for America?
2: I mean, give me the lineup. You got Stephen Curry. Uh, you got LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I probably put Devin at the two. Uh, my center would be. Joel, do we get Joel, no, or does no, he play no. for that? Okay, so we get uh, who would be our center? Who's Anthony our Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, Bam, and probably Bam. I mean, we're the... and then again off we went, the
1: bench, Damian Lillard, and then, and then Jason Tatum,
2: and t- Tatum, <laughs> and, then, and 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 then instead of like a Josh Hart, I have like the best version of that guy. Well, like I, I, I got Jimmy Butler coming off the bench. Like you want a, you want a dog? You want to. Think about him playing that <laughs> think about him playing that role. Right now you got Josh Hart getting rebounds. A matter of Jimmy Butler grabbing in there and that's going a good to point two different things, bro. Like Paul,
1: Paul George. Paul George. Off,
2: like, bro, come on, man. Look at this team we're naming right now. We win in every game by like fifty, bro. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We don't even have our B team out there. I'm missing guys right now. We're not even talking about Donovan Mitchell and other guys. So we yeah. didn't even throw them in the mix. Like, come on, bro.
1: Get out of here. How do you feel about Shea and Josh Beattie both hooping for their countries? I feel like that's gonna be a really good backcourt next year for the Thunder.
2: I love Shea's game. Yeah. He is so fun to watch. He's must see TV. Can go e- each way, left or right. Stops on a dime. Stops Crazy. on a dime. His pullback, his pullback is one of the nastiest in the NBA yeah. right now. Going full speed, pulls it back, especially going to his right. Um, three level score. Shaky with the three because it's just a slow release, but is able to get it off just due to how quick he is and how how lethal he is off the drive. You have to give him room. So when he's hitting, uh, when he's hitting the long ball, he's he's pretty hard to guard. So. Shay's Shay's impressive. I like Giddy, you know, and I like I I played pickup with Chet, was dominant.
1: That's my rookie of the year pick next yeah, year. Yeah,
2: Chet Chet, that's a good pick by the way. <laughs> I think who, who was the number one pick this year? It was a uh, oh yeah Victor. I think I think Chet could win. I think Chet could that that'd be a competitive between those two. Yeah, it's gonna be a unicorn race. Yeah, you're right. You yeah. know, speaking of next year, what we got? We got a little what.
1: I want to get, let's get into you and me came up with a list of guys that we call it revenge year. A lot to prove Mm. guys that are going to be looking for payback this year.
2: This is the biggest year in a long time for the NBA, because I think it is a huge revenge year for multiple star players. And I think it's each year. There's always a guy who is looking to settle a score or prove people wrong, but never have we had this much drama. Or this much anticipation going into a season, and in terms of revenge and payback, I really do believe this is going to be one of the most entertaining seasons in NBA basketball that we've had in a long time, just due to multiple, multiple guys needing to have a big season.
1: I'm gonna name some guys, and you're gonna tell me what you think. Do they need a revenge year? Are they gonna have a revenge year? I'm gonna start off with John Morant.
2: John Morant's number one. Okay, we all know what happened. We're with We're not John.
1: even talking about him potentially being on Team USA. Like people are just forgetting about him. Like as as far as like a, a future. The future of the league.
2: That's actually a great point. We just had that whole team we just put together and didn't even think of Ja. Yeah. And he's one of the most prolific athletic, you know, star guards in the NBA right now. Jaws had a rough summer. Um, obviously the way the season ended last year, there's a lot of drama going on with that team. It seemed like they were always in the papers or in the news. The papers is nuts. <laughs> the papers, the papers yeah. is insane. <laughs> <laughs> they were always in the media and in the spotlight, but for the wrong reasons last year, uh, and whether it's Ja, you know, T, a lot of those guys were always in the face front of that. Dylan, obviously, he's moved on to Houston, but he was a huge part of that. And then they, they got smacked by the Lakers, who just had got enough to play in. Um, it's a big year for him. He's had a lot of bullshit go on with him off the court, and it's kind of gotten to the point where enough's enough. Um, you he, think it's
1: good that it's been quiet on his front? I think
2: he's done a great job.
1: Yeah.
2: And it, it goes to show that his actual apology, everybody's like, oh, we heard this before. Like bro, he's twenty something years old. The guys making mistakes, man. He's got all the money in the world at his fingertips. He's got all the access. He's probably got very few people around him that's really telling him no, or that's not a good idea, because he's John Morant. People, you know, and people can take that one way or the other. I'm glad that this. And we talked about this. This is this is like his Iverson moment. You know what I mean? Like Iverson went through a little shit before, like he got his shit together and like really just continued
1: to excel. We talked about it. Winning makes everyone forget about everything. And yeah, is if he comes back and he's dominant and stays out of trouble and they're winning and they're a good team, which they should be. They, you know, they have Desmond Bain on a long term deal now. You know, Jan Jackson Jr. is playing FIBA Defensive Player of the Year. They they should be near the top of the West. And if he's a big part of that, I you
2: know, want Jaw to be what everybody wants him to be, and that is the next Derrick Rose. You know, prior to injuries, that is Russell Westbrook. Both of those guys have MVPs. I want Ja to have an MVP like season. I want Ja to come back healthy. I want Ja to stay out the fucking club. I want Ja to lay, lay off the alcohol. I want Ja to be focused. I want him to be in shape. I want his I want his jump shot to be improved. I want him out of the media. Show up and hoop. Be all in the media just due to how great you're playing.
1: Yeah. And then there's other guys in the West that are coming up, you know, Jamal Murray just won a title. Darren Fox had a hell of a year. Big year. And these guys are all We didn't
2: name we didn't talk think about him. He's yeah. not even on the USA team.
1: Right. People are gonna start and you know, they're gonna do their preseason rankings. I'm sure we'll do something like that too. And people are gonna start leapfrogging jump.
2: Yeah, for now. Yeah. But I want Jaw to really be on some revenge mode. That's, the, that's he's number one on the list. Next. Jordan Poole. Absolutely. Jordan Poole's another name. You were part of a championship organization, a top tier organization. It seemed like a little, it got a little weird towards the end. And it started in the beginning of the year with all, we all know the Draymond incident that kind of like kicked it off. And then from there, there was just like,
1: Stuff getting technicals for throwing his mouthpiece yeah, when he it, shoots a shot. Yeah, it just
2: got weird. And there's like the first time in a long time we've seen the Warriors have like a chink in their armor. And I'm not counting the years when they were bad, when everybody was hurt, because that doesn't count. Yeah, This is the first time with all their guys playing that like shit wasn't going right. And it looked like it was more of a chemistry thing. Right. Um, and they ship you off across the, the country to
1: it's just not it's very rare when a young up-and-coming talent and like that gets rare moved. never yeah. happens yeah. i mean
2: unless something's wrong
1: yeah that's the only time something happens when, when james else? harden what, going from the rockets all oh, is all financial so yes that, and, and he
2: wanted to leave yeah. i mean when when else have you ever seen a young rising player who's got drafted through a championship organization and they just shipped him off yeah to, to hold on to the older guys who probably only have a how many years left yeah of playing elite basketball I love Clay. I love Steph. I love Draymond. I don't know how many years left they have of being like dominant, dominant. They're still yeah. going to be in the race. We
1: all thought Jordan Poole would be carrying it over. He, yeah, it. him like, and Kaminga yeah.
2: and those guys will kind of be like inserted yeah. within the Weisman mix.
1: Wiseman's gone. Yeah, like
2: they got rid of those guys. Yeah. They kind of went a different direction. Bob Myers dipped. You know what I mean? Like he, he's doing ESPN next. You know, this yeah. is like, it's like a whole new thing over there. So I want Jordan Poole to go to DC and average 25. I want the Wizards to actually compete.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm not saying they're going to. Win anything? They're not going to win any fucking championship. I don't think anybody believes that. But the Wizards need to be in the playoffs next year. They need to be in the playoffs. We're playing, playing or playoffs. And with Kuz, who can average, you just got a new contract. a Guy who can give you twenty points a game. You got uh, uh Pool, who can give you twenty twenty five a game. Tyus Jones,
1: we're both Tyus big fans Jones.
2: Of. Who, yeah, we're both big fans of Tyus. A really solid point guard. You know what I mean? Like that. That is a team that I feel with all the right things in health being considered, I think they can make the playoffs. Jordan Poole needs to have a big year. He needs to like, I want him to like, he needs to make the Warriors look bad, essentially.
3: Yeah.
2: Because and that's in, in what world does a top tier prospect get just for what? what they trade him for?
1: Well, it ended up being Chris Paul.
2: It's a strange trade.
1: Well, it's, so Chris Paul, one more year left on his deal. It's financial.
2: It's, but it's still just a weird deal. And yeah. the fact that you're receiving someone who's 38 and you're giving away someone who's in their young twenties who's not even had his best years in the NBA yet. There's flags there.
1: Yeah, this guy helped you win a title. Huh?
2: Yeah. yeah he, and he absolutely did. Yeah. Jordan Poole's not on that Warriors team a couple years ago. They don't win. I don't care what anybody they lose to Boston. They lose to Boston if they don't have Jordan Poole in that team. Yeah. People could say whatever they want about Jordan, but he was unbelievable in that playoffs. He had so many big games, bro. So I, I looked I look to see him have a huge year in uh, in DC.
1: Next guy up, we have Zion.
2: Zion Williams, man. This has to be a big revenge year for you, bro. Like each year you've been injury prone. Each year you have not shown up to play and work to the point where you were supposed to be like the second coming of LeBron James. And I'm not saying your games are similar cuz he had LeBron's more of a point forward who right. could pass and obviously Zion's like a point or not a point. He's a power forward. He's, you know, whole different game. But in terms of your insurgence in the league, your name, your likeness, your hype, your buzz, you were not on the LeBron level, but whatever you want to call it, it was very, very it high. It was
1: a Barkley, Blake Griffin, Blake Gr- I mean, Sean Kemp. And,
2: and people were excited about you, and they want you to be one of the faces of the league. And I'll give you credit. Every time Zion plays, every time Zion plays, he's dominant with his numbers. That's not the issue. The number one skill in the NBA or any professional sports is availability. And he has not been available, bro. And then to cap it off, this, this fucking summer, it's been a shit show for him off the court. So now that that's, again, he's also been quiet. And I've seen photos and videos of him lately. He's in the gym. He looks like he's in shape. I need Zion to play 70 games, man.
1: When he went out last year, they were uh, kind of a sexy pick for a, a title contender. I mean, do you, the, the do you remember the start
2: of the season last year?
1: Remember the, uh, the 360 windmill to, to beat the uh, Phoenix? Yeah. I mean, they were
2: one of the best teams in the league. I mean, this yeah. guy looks, that's what I'm saying. When he plays, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to, to, to pick at or point at when Zion's on the court healthy to play. He's a beast when he plays. But he don't play a lot. He's hurt a lot. He's hurt a lot. They baby him. They said they don't listen to him. He doesn't listen to them. Uh, New Orleans is saying it's his side. Zion's saying it's New Orleans side. Like I don't know what's going on. But you got a talented young coach in Willie Green. You got a talented young player in Zion Williams. You got a great roster. You got Brandon Ingram. You got young young talent around you. Uh, with uh, who's it? Murphy, and then uh, who's the other uh, lanky guy? there? Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels. Yeah, Jose
1: Alvarado. You say CJ McCollum.
2: Who's the, they, they have two? It's Trey Murphy, and then who's the other guy?
1: Herba Herb Herb Jones.
2: Jones. They got like talented, lanky guys around that can play on both sides of the ball. Like, bro, go to the playoffs. Go do something. Go play seventy games. I don't need eighty-two from you. It's unrealistic with his body type. If you give seventy games from Zion, you should be a top-five seed in the West, and he needs to be an All-Star and have like a dominant, like first-team, second-team like season because his numbers point to that when he plays. So, I'm excited to see Zion be healthy. They say he's healthy now.
1: Uh, we'll see what happens. I want to see Zion have a big playoff moment. I want to see him in the playoffs. That's I what I'm saying. Him. I want to see that's Zion. That's how you create your legacy. That's what right. the memories. Exactly. And I want to see Zion in the playoffs, you know, at the peak of his powers.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Next yep. guy up, I have DeAndre Ayton slash Bradley Beal.
2: Okay. Tell me why.
1: Both of those guys for different reasons. DeAndre Ayton, I feel like people are, you know, I feel like it's a lot of blame. You got a lot every of negativity. Time, every time Phoenix has a shortcoming in the playoffs, they point the finger at him because yeah, they want to point it at you know Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. Well, you can't
2: point it at you can't right. point it at Devin last year. He was yeah. about as perfect of a basketball player as you get in the playoffs. That was insane. When, people don't even talk about that, by the way, yeah, people do not talk about what Devin did last year in the playoffs.
1: Do you remember he was averaging like thirty four, oh, right. like forty? But it was nutty shit he was doing. And when, like, they, was- and when they got smacked at la- that deciding game against the the Nuggets, I, if you think about, it, they won the most games against the Nuggets in the playoffs. For them to get all that flack, you know, they got, they got blown out by the Nuggets. At elimination game. They're the ones that only got, they got two wins on the Nuggets. No one else even did that. Yeah, Your Timberwolves got one. We, we almost got two. Lakers couldn't get one. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just feel like he gets a lot of blame. And when they went to the finals against the Bucks, people were looking at him like he was, you know, one of the yeah. next, you know, best big men. Yep. It would be nice to have you know, his offer shoot with the Pacers, Phoenix matches, a lot of issues with him and Monty Williams. Yep. i would like to see him succeed. And on the flip side, Bradley Beal, you know, there hasn't been a lot of winning. In Bradley Bill's career. They had that one really good year. They went to the second round. Lost to the uh, Celtics. Kelly Olin a game. Game seven. Um, I think that was 2017. Something like that. I want to see Bradley Bill, You're on a winning team now. This yep. is your Ray Allen going to the Celtics mm. and potentially you know, buying in and playing winning basketball. Okay. I, I want to see Bradley Beal, you know, have some meaningful moments in the playoffs too.
2: So Aiden took a lot of blame. Fair or unfair. There's a lot of plays and highlights of him where he was like really lackluster on defense, like not getting rebounds. Like like Jokic. It looked like he kind of gave up versus Jokic. There were reports of issues between him and Monty. The reports and videos of him getting into it with other star players on the team. Then it was he doesn't want to be there. He was mad that the max offer didn't get offered right away. Remember that that was the drama the year before.
3: Mm.
2: My thing is, brother, you got paid. You got 137 million dollars. Two years ago, you were one of the most promising bigs. To your point, versus Milwaukee, he was fantastic in that whole series. He was, um, go have a big year, go be a really solid piece. You're not the best player, you're not the second, and you're not the third, but the team you have is super loaded, and you have a chance to go win a title. Go be a big piece on that team, and you'll get another max, and another max, and another one on the way out. You know what sure. I mean? Like, just go play basketball and be a good, uh, good, solid player. I'm, I'm, and he even came out and said it's been tough he's got a lot of negativity it seemed like everybody wanted him to fail Mm -hmm. and it kind of messed with him we are all human i think there's like this thing out there that people think like we just don't see any of the negativity that comes i think nba players because of the wealth and the busyness of their life they're able to push a lot of it aside but make no doubt about it we're in our inboxes we look at our comments we see that stuff man maybe not all of it maybe it doesn't stick as long as it might stick to somebody else but like shit does bother us. And yeah. you could especially the level of hate that he was getting last year. Um, I'm really looking forward to him turning it around. I want him to have a positive year. And as far as far as Brad, Brad's been a top tier score in this league for since he's been in. Uh, but he hasn't been on really like a really winning team. He had a year where a year or two there with the Wizards where they were him and John were kind of like carrying them um, just to the playoffs. But this is like championship time, you know, for the Suns. They have a chance to go in. Brad doesn't have to be the best player or the second best player. This is a whole new situation for him, but this is a guy who can shoot the shit out of the ball and can score with limited amount of dribbles. There's any player that can fit in with Kevin and Brad. I mean, with Kevin and, uh, Kevin and Devin, it is Brad. So I look forward to Brad having a big year, man. I think he's going to be a good piece for them.
1: Next guy up, Giannis, obviously lost in the first round, was injured in some of those games, but he's had some recent comments in the media about, you know, it looks like he might be having one foot out the door with the Bucks. Yeah, a little that, shaky about your Bucks fan. Not love. It's getting that. a little
2: weird. The, Definitely. You saw they signed the, the third brother. Yeah, they're gonna sign another one too to make it. <laughs> I, I'm about to change my last name now. Kupo. <laughs> For sure. They, they're obviously gonna
1: do whatever they. Oh, do they're whatever gonna they do whatever change. they can. They, Absolutely.
2: It, right after he says these comments, right after this guy comes out and says, "Listen, I unless they show me love, you know, I, I don't really know if I'm gonna be back here playing with the Bucks. Maybe I have to look out." Week later. Buck signed uh Giannis's little yeah. third brother I'm like but how many yeah. brothers is he going to get on this team yeah. as many so, as it all, takes yeah, as just many just, as, just... as it takes to keep him man because both of those brothers listen man I, I, do what you got to do to <laughs> do, do what you got to do I, I'm not here to, to, to I don't get up by putting somebody else down but Giannis, uh big year for him man I mean you got knocked out first round in the playoffs and it's not even that you lost first round it's how you lost it was a weird one. Like it just seemed obviously like it was
1: unfortunate he was injured for some of those it games,
2: was it, it was about to say he gets the benefit of the doubt because he wasn't he was hurt, so that's obviously a big deal. um, but the way Jimmy was just bullying that team it was it was kind of weird it was I was like, what's going on here? Yeah,
1: it was an alpha showdown. No, it was it was an alpha showdown and
2: and, and Jimmy won yeah. I mean, he bullied that team so. Big year for the Bucks in general, but yeah, Giannis, and he even had comments. He was like, "Wait till next year. I'm, I'm gonna show y'all next year. I'm gonna yeah. bounce back." So
1: I mean, he didn't play. He didn't play. FIBA, he didn't
2: play FIBA. I mean, he's putting all into this year. I mean, he's gonna come out ready to go. Uh, Giannis is big MVP season ahead. That's what I have. Is he's gonna be in the? I mean, he's in the race every year, so right. that's not really a headline. But yeah, I think a big year for Giannis. Jalen Brown, absolutely. You're you the,
1: the Biggest contract in NBA history, and you're not you're not the best player on your own team yes people are gonna be looking at him and the whole can dribble with his left hand people just dog him all the time obviously yeah, you, you know, know what yeah, man, with, like, just, social media just, it's there nobody
2: never went right and you couldn't guard him either yeah. and by the way i never go left and they don't <laughs> stop me from going right okay who gives a fuck listen d- does he need to work on his left hand maybe sure i don't know but clearly he averages 20 something points a game. we live in such a like what can you do for me lately, world? Right. That people forgot that the year before in the in the finals, he was the best player in the finals for the Celtics. Yeah. He outplayed Tatum.
1: And the reason he got that contract is was second team All NBA. The guy had a great great year.
2: Unbelievable year. And he just are he just he just struggled a little bit versus Miami, and that's because he had Jimmy and Bam Adebayo hounding this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he had an you know he had off series. Uh, yeah, big year for him. I, I you you're the highest paid player ever. Yeah, and like you said, every say, time he has
1: a bad game, it's gonna say. And biggest contract in NBA <laughs> history, off night. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's going to follow nah, around. Man. Good problem to have. Jalen's
2: in good hands, bro. Jalen's going to be all right. You, you, you're going to get 24 a game, 23 to 25 points a game. Uh, he's a two-way player when he needs to be. Uh, Celtics are going to be right back in the race. They had a weird year last year. Their chemistry just seemed just – they had a lot going on. They were questioning whether the coach is going to be there or not long term. Now that's kind of not really an issue. Uh, if they don't come back down 3-0, Joe Mazzulla is probably out of a job. Right. Um, but they come back, and uh, Joe's a young, talented coach that they're, that they're building up. He's still learning, by the way. It's his second year uh, coaching, head coaching. And uh, yeah, Jalen Brown, big year.
0: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerMBA. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerMBA right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good
2: hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.
1: All right, I'm going to ask you some rapid-fire questions. Let's get into it. Do you think Luca has anything to prove coming in the next Absolutely. Year? I was about
2: to say, why is it Luka on this list? Why aren't him only and Kyrie? Because
1: the only reason I didn't put him on the list is because I think it's four years in a row now he's been first-team all-NBA. It, it's... The That's guy, true. I is, guess, he's I just guess, been. It's it's an unprecedented level of dominance in your first five years. Getting four, four time first team All NBA in your first five years is crazy.
2: Individually, he has been absolutely dominant. There's no, I mean, the way he, it looks like he's bored sometimes playing in the NBA. No, no, seriously, yeah. it looks like his FIBA highlights. He's just I out think there. Jamal
1: Crawford's when I said he's a prodigy. He's already figured it out. Like he's are just like a, like a Bobby Fisher chess champion prodigy. Like this guy's already figured out basketball.
2: He has though. I mean, he plays at his own speed. It looks like sometimes he's out there just trying shit. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I felt that the the first time I played him when he was a rookie, when we played against him in Houston, I was like, God damn, this guy's, I remember Seth's like, man, this, no, he could play, he's bro. Just like, playing a different game. He just <laughs> plays like, he just plays like a grown man's been playing. He looks like he's been playing in the NBA for 30 years. It's just the way he plays. He has a level of comfort. You can't really teach. I guess as an individual note, I don't really have anything to say, just because, like you said, four first teams in your first five years is like unprecedented. I mean, that's just, yeah, that is crazy. I guess the team success.
1: Yeah, and you're in your fifth year and you don't make the play-in. That's that's not everyone else's career is pretty linear. You know, LeBron once he didn't make the playoffs the first two years, he was in there, and it's finals, finals, finals. It, no one, his for him to go in his fifth year and not make the play-in is weird. Yeah, last, we're gonna look at that blemish. Like when we look at his Hall of Fame career, we're gonna be like, oh, that was that one weird. Yeah, they didn't make
2: the play. Yeah, him, him and Kyrie got to figure that out though.
1: Yeah,
2: they're they're too talented of a backcourt. Well,
1: Kyrie got his contract, so hopefully there's not Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They, I mean, they they need to go play. And Kyrie's been playing all summer. He's been playing in like you know pro-ams. And they have uh
1: sidebar. I love watching this. Whenever I see a Kyrie Irving uh, highlight the, on the Instagram, made people, people made fun of me. People people made fun of me because
2: I said he had the most sexy basketball game, and everybody's like, "Pause, bro." <laughs> I'm like, "Bro, I'm not calling him sexy. I'm saying his game style." The way Kyrie plays the game, it is the most enjoyable thing to watch in terms of basketball. There is, can there is not a player on the planet that I'd rather watch if you had to pay me or if I had to sit in a chair and watch any NBA player play pickup for two hours, it would be Kyrie Irving every yeah. time. He's just he just he has a really nice and then Paul George might be right behind him. In terms of like nice games that just look clean, just smooth, like just an all around game. Um, although Donovan Mitchell's New York highlights have been silly, bro. Yeah. Who's that guy that he hit mm-hmm. with the cross and made him like he, he he hit somebody with some nasty cross last week. It was another NBA player. Anyways, yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie's definitely good. Did he do that too? I'm to do you know that. what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, of course. He hit You're him like, like the movie. Like, like yeah. Like, him <laughs> like Guy, like ran the other way. Like I was like, "Who who was that that was doing that?" I don't remember. No, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it was a uh, yeah, I I I got Kyrie uh, over anybody in terms of guys I want to watch, but him and him and Luca need to have pl- n- no playing is is insane. Yeah, and they have good role players. Man, they had last year. They had Finney Smith. They had Reggie Bullock. Uh, Josh Green. You know what I mean? You had like like really solid role players around them. Now they added Seth Curry. They lost, I believe, a couple of those guys, but they still have the majority of their role playing uh, cast. With they picked them. up Grant Williams. Picked up Grant Williams. Like, that team needs to be a top five seed in the West. Yeah, seriously.
1: The next star to ask out, is it going to be Embiid or Giannis? Embiid. You, you feel it? Embiid should have been asked out. Yeah. I'll be so honest you. once you have that MVP year, now he got it. And the well, team what is, is – His sidekicks have been James Harden, who's historically been, I guess, unreliable in the playoffs. You know, he has great numbers in the playoffs. You look it up. And, you know, obviously before that, Ben Simmons. He's probably feeling like the organization's letting him down a little bit. What else can you do besides be MVP? That's the peak – that's the highest of the mountain
2: top. The, hi- the, hi- the top of the mountain. Is winning MVP. And right now it looks like he's over the slope of that roller coaster. And it's starting. <laughs> that drop is, is like getting ready to go down. I mean, who do they have? Who does that team have right now? But here we are. So I don't understand what Philly's doing. I don't know the direction they're going in in terms of like what they're building around Joel. So if you're asking me between him and Giannis, you know, over Milwaukee, man, they're signing Giannis's cousin. They got Giannis. They got Giannis's grandma in the kitchen cooking. They got. They and, got and they
1: won a title. And they, they tie and tie they've a title. You could say, we got you a title. And one. he's already
2: got one. That's why no one talks about Giannis when it comes to winning or all that. Once you get one, like Jokic is off the hook now. Yeah. You got to get one. He had an MVP-like season. They gave it to Joel. That's just kind of off of. Can't give this guy three times in a row. Off the back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Could have won a third one. And then what he does is after he doesn't get one, he goes, okay. And goes in the playoffs and dominates everyone, and then wins, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, okay, that's like the that's the real MVP." Right. And Side,
1: sidebar: if he was, if Jokic was playing for Serbia right now, that would be dangerous. USA would have their hands full.
2: Who does Serbia have?
1: Bogdan Bogdanovic. The, the team looks good. Uh, Nikola Jovic. The, yeah, both Bogdans. No, and Nikola Jovic, the the young guy from Miami, might be in the Damian Lillard trade. But that's still on hold. No one knows what's going on. They look good. I mean, they just yeah. beat Lithuania by uh, 30 points, and Lithuania beat USA, so that's a sidebar. If Jokic was playing for Serbia right now, that'd be must-see TV.
2: Sidebar, must-see TV.
1: <laughs> All right, next question. Everybody, every summer, this guy's been in the gym. You saw it with Zion, Luka every year. This guy looks different, changing our body. Actually, you and me agreed that D'Angelo Russell actually does look different.
2: He looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, he looks swole. Yeah. Have you ever had a teammate come into the season actually with like, a big improvement, look completely different? Yes. Who was it?
2: Um, I've had that happen multiple times. Um, I think off the bat, the first player that probably comes to mind where I've really seen, I saw Jokic one year, the second year when I came back, he lost like 23. Remember that year? He was like skinny a couple yeah. years ago. And he like really came in like crazy shape. He won MVP that year. Um, and you're like, wow, you know, he lost 20, 30 pounds. Um, other than that, man, most guys usually come in, I mean, most of the pros, man, most of the really good players, they come into camp ready to play. Even if they're out of shape, it's only by a little. It might just be rhythm and a little rust. That's what preseason's for. But like it's rare you see a guy come into camp, just looks nasty. Like it's just so unprofessional. Yeah, we, We're not in the 90s anymore where we're doing conditioning tests and we have these crazy training camps, man. We have one-a-days now. We When I first came in, it was two-a-days every day for like a week. Now you might get one two-a-day, maybe just one. And the second, the second part of that two-a-days is just a scrimmage. It's like a fun. You know what I mean? And it's stopped and controlled and they got all the recovery now and training camp's ridiculous now. It's it's not that hard. So there's really no excuse for you not to be coming into camp already in in shape, man. So I haven't really been with someone where I saw someone like so crazy, insane, reforms. Like usually guys are already where they need to be at. But Jokic off the top would probably be the one I've seen. I've seen a lot of videos of guys in the summer acting like they're doing a lot. Yeah. You want to talk about that? I see everybody on Instagram looks like they're in top tier shape comeback season yeah they're gonna count me out now you know the little hashtags they have on their pictures all their little fucking corny slogans and quotes from songs and stuff and they're in the gym and then they come in they like suck so I, i i i'm looking forward to seeing who actually is putting in the work you know that saying there's a time where winter will come and ask what you've been doing all summer and i've never heard that you like it or no?
1: Did you make that
2: up? No, I didn't. I didn't. I wish I could because I was smooth the way that I just delivered bad. that.
1: It
2: <laughs> uh, but it's the truth, man. Winter comes and it's going to ask every every time, what have you been doing all summer? And it'll be seen. So uh, we'll see who's that. Even in. like
1: Jimmy Butler, who you see at every US Open match, he's still, then you'll see a video of him with Chris Brickley working out. He's, he's getting his workouts in.
2: Yeah, guys like that out of workouts. He's still about. having a good time. Jimmy's had a hell of a time. Hell this guy's been summer. hanging out with Jay Baldwin wearing cowboy hats and go, and. and, and, and I saw, I, I'm in London with my with my fiance, and I'm walking around, and I see Jimmy just walking around an aloe fit, hanging out with Carlos Alvarez and, and all, all these dudes. I'm just like, bro, this guy's living the dream. Because
1: yeah, no one's questioning his work ethic. That's why
2: you don't have to. This guy just carried his team to the finals last year in crazy fashion. The way he put a team on his back has been seen very little. It reminded everybody of like quite like Raptors season. Like yeah. that shit he was doing last year. The only person we could compare it to in recent history was like Giannis and the Bucks. And Jokic was doing it too, but he's a center. In terms of like a forward, like you thought of Kawhi.
3: Yeah. You're
2: like, bro, this dude is just carrying this team. Uh, and they almost got it done. I mean, they just ran into, you know, they ran into that Nuggets team, which just wasn't going to lose. But, um, yeah, Jimmy Jimmy looks like he's been having a good time this summer. But he looks in shape. He looks incredible, bro. Uh, I
1: guess that's the number one thing that fans don't understand. They'll, they'll see someone, you know, out in the like, Why aren't you in the gym? Are supposed <laughs> to be in the gym 24
2: hours a day, bro? He's
1: like, I have the next four months off. You want me to just, what, live in the gym? People, I, just, I just live also, in the gym.
2: People don't also don't understand that he could have woke up at 6 a.m., uh, had breakfast, uh, went and did a whole lift, hard conditioning workout, then went to the gym for two hours, worked out, and then he could go to the beach after that. People see him at the beach like, why aren't you in the gym? He's like, what? I just left the gym. And he'd go back and shoot at night and then get done, shower and go to a late night dinner and see him out at an event. People are like, oh, Jimmy's partying. Like, bro, he's been in the gym all day. Relax. You know what I mean? People just don't really understand. Those are idiots. I hate that. It's like a pet peeve of mine. You want to talk about pet peeve? I cannot stand when someone else comments on someone else's work and why you're not doing something, considering they have zero knowledge and that field <laughs> yeah, of how no, it it is, it's
1: not like they have that itinerary of your schedule yeah, for they this, have no this idea
2: this what your schedule is and they have no idea what to do anyway. You <laughs> you don't even know how to work out. Yeah. Like what are you talking about? Right. It's funny, man. I don't ever why, I don't ever see a doctor hanging out like, hey hey, hey why aren't you at the hospital? Yeah. You like, see what you what got a happy you, hour you're like mm, they gotta get back Like <laughs> you get back in the hospital right now. Like what are you talking <laughs> about, bro? I don't watch Gray's anatomy and think I can perform open heart surgery. So all the people who just like just watch basketball and then now become an expert. It blows really? my mind, and I say this even to TV personalities. Man, there are some top and it tier. And
1: along with Jalen Brown work on his left hand this summer. It's like, oh, you've you, oh, yeah. never done anything with his left it, hand. Yeah, every it's summer? like, bro, it's, it's comical, bro.
2: It's comical. That's exactly a great point, man. Yeah, that that that, that stuff right there. And there's the ESPN, Fox News, all these you know big time networks. Man, they got great TV personalities, guys that get views online. They go on here, and their job is to not—I want to say—talk shit, but it's to be very highly opinionated in a fashion that gets attention. I'll put it that way. And a lot of times, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. But it gets clicks and views and whatever. And it's a pet peeve when I see like guys like that. It's one thing to attack someone's performance. That's fine. That's your job. It's another one to like to attack another guy's work ethic when you don't know his itinerary. You don't know what he's doing on a day-to-day basis. And by the way, you don't know what you're talking about in terms of what you need to do to get better. Right. So that it's that's that's annoying to
1: me. All right. Last question for you. Who's a guy you've seen this summer, either played with or even saw on, you know, social media or whatever, that you think is gonna have a, a great year?
2: <sighs> Austin Reeves. Yeah, I think he has a really. I think he caps off what he. I think he's in line to be uh, most improved. Last year he averaged like nine, ten, twelve, something like that.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, so he had a really solid year. I think he could be like 16, 15. And, if people, and
1: LeBron seems cool with kind of playing off the ball, letting him rock. I, I think
2: so. Especially yeah. at LeBron's age right now, in the regular season especially, any help that he can get that can like kind of keep the load off of him a little bit and where he's kind of relaxed a little bit is a, is a win. Um, and it looks like Reeves is kind of heading that direction, especially this FIBA stuff is really boosting him. I think even his confidence, all this positivity he's gotten from Laker Nation, just from the overall sports media, it seems like everything he does is on the internet. And I know that yeah. bothers people, but for him, it's got to be encouraging you know, just positive reinforcement. We talk about the eight inside and what that does to you. The other side is when the people do fuck with you and they do boost, you know, embrace you what that can do for a player. Uh, and it seems like everything with Austin Reeves is positive and embraceive So I, I, I just see him having a, you know, if you, imp- if you improve your points per game by five, six, seven points, that's a big deal, man. That's that's for an sure. extra two, three, four baskets and a if game. And the team's doing
1: good, we already talked about the Lakers. The team, they had a great offseason. They off yeah.
2: They're going to be a really good team next year. And he's going to be a guy that's going to be playing big minutes and at the forefront of that. Um, I think it's set up for him to have a most improved like year. I have, I have Austin Ray's winning most improved.
1: How about Anthony Edwards?
2: Anthony Edwards, it's tough just because he was so dominant last year. They do
1: that. They do that. Most improved, they've done, they do that. Where, you know, John Moran where it where the guy goes from, you know, a certain amount of points to 20 to 30 and it's, they, you know, they'll give it to a guy like that. Yeah. But, but what, Anderson, what,
2: what did he average last year? 25? Something crazy. 26? <laughs> a great year. He <laughs> averaged 30 in the play. I don't know, the guy was so dominant, I don't know how he gets most approved. I think, to your point and what people are talking about with Ann is you go from being an all-star, a guy who climbed in there last year.
1: Yeah, he didn't initially make
2: it. He didn't initially make We the actually
1: action. did the pod with him right when he didn't get selected. Remember, he
2: didn't get selected and yeah. then someone got hurt and he got in. So he, he kind of got it. It's kind of like those. Remember the first couple of Devin Booker All-Star games? Yeah. Like he kind of climbed in there. Right. And everybody like he, if, if everybody's healthy, he wouldn't have made the game. Right. And then the following years, he made it clear like, no, I'm like the best two guard in the NBA. And now it's not even like a question. Like Devin's in the All-Star game. He would have been last year if he, if he wasn't hurt. He didn't make it last year, but that's because he missed a whole bunch of games due to injury. Right. But when, before when he was playing, he was averaging like 32 or something nuts. So like that's what I think people are expecting of Ant. That jump. They got to clean that shit up though with what they got going on in terms of like the bigs and the spacing for him. Cause it, I don't know what they're doing with that. The spacing for him to get to the basketball, uh, to get to the basket is awful. Right. I was just there. No, I'm just saying, I'm just keeping it on. Well, you know, Carl's been playing great for Dominican Republic. I know that, but that's, I don't even know if that's a good thing.
1: I think they are gonna, they're going to, he's going to be on the perimeter a lot. <laughs> I, I, I
2: hope, I mean, we can't be down low. You already got someone else down there, man. His name's right. Rudy. He, he's already down there clogging shit up. Now you got Carl bolting in with his <laughs> size 24 shoe just running in there and Ant's trying to go in there and lay it up. It's fucking chaos, bro. And, and here's the problem. Carl needs to understand he has to be a four. He has to play a four. I know he wants to play the four, but you got to play like a four. Can't go down there for the post and call for the ball. That's, you're not you're not a five anymore, bro. We need you to pick and pop. We need you to be on the floor, handoffs, pass. We need you to play like a four. So, like, that that's the only way that situation can kind of work. I think you start Carl and Rudy – and then immediately like 3 4 minutes in one of them has got to come out.
1: Nasri comes right. And then in. you
2: stag you, you keep him stag. You keep yeah. him stag. And then that way you can play both of them. Otherwise it's just too the the paint is like this for Ant and he's in there trying to make magic work, bro. It's hard. So that's going to be that's going to be a thing for them next year spacing for him. But yeah, Ant has a chance to be like what DB did a couple years ago. You go from being like a guy who's kind of getting in the All-Star game, talented, and then now it's like you're the guy that's that's what ant has to do
1: yeah you see rich paul's comment recently where he said that if lebron if steph curry would have won the bubble no one would have said it was oh it's a bubble title they discredit lebron do you agree with that
2: um no i don't agree with that i think anybody who would have won the bubble would have got slighted and that's because the bubble was ridiculous i don't know how else to say that i was in there i was in there for 70 days yeah without food water I'm without
3: sorry.
2: food don't tell that to steven adams food, he's like water. it's not that
1: bad yeah that's it's
3: ridiculous
2: I, man <laughs> Stephen steven has no no kids first of all easy he, he, we're not going at Stephen adams in
1: this, this part. I, mean, I i will stand for that's it that's true i don't want i don't
2: want to be for that guy you know but no it's <laughs> it's but when he said those comments everybody's like come on steve i know he grew up in like new zealand with like 20 brothers and stuff and like him going to a resort for 70 days is like his, that is perspective. He's actually yeah. right, by the way. He's like, guys, guys are acting like we're in hell. We're not. We're, we're staying in a luxury Disney right. resort. But it was more the aspect of you not being able to have freedom of doing anything, going anywhere. You were locked inside of a room, essentially. Uh, But you were. You had to get tested three times a day. Couldn't really see, a, or couldn't see your family. You know, going guys who have kids and family going 70 days without seeing your kids. That's not, that's not cool, bro. You know what I mean? Like that was crazy. So I think that's where we felt miserable. Guys had anxiety. Guys were depressed in there. Guys weren't playing good basketball. A lot of guys didn't want to be in there. Yeah. That whole Clippers team—they like just fell apart. They're like oh, half their team didn't want to be there. Yeah. This guy's eating wings. <laughs> this guy's over here. This guy's doing this. I never had
1: the wings at Magic City though. This like, yeah.
2: guy's shooting the ball at the backboard. I mean that that whole team just like they were like we're out of here. You know what I mean? That was right. that was the end of my pops there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that, th- but that wasn't the only team that was like that. Every team had that a little bit in them. When you lose in the playoffs, you feel shitty. You feel sad. And you're like, God, man, I want to play. Like, I want to be in the next round. I want to be in the conference finals. I want to be in that light. I want to be in that stage. When you lost in the bubble, you had guys like, all right, man, I'm going to holler at you boys. Bro. I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, I'm out. I'm free. I'm going to tap back in with y'all, man. I'm going to check in. Like, you feel like you were leaving jail. Right. It's like guys were getting their, their, their papers. It was, it, it was nuts, bro. So I, it's the for that reason alone, I don't want to say the bubble has an asterisk next to it because for those same reasons you could say it's really hard to win. Right. You, had, you had to keep focused. Uh,
1: and the Heat and the Lakers both show that they're, they're obviously they're both in the conference finals. finals again, last year. year, yeah, they're top tier yeah. programs.
2: And at the end of the day, man, we were all in there fair and square. We all had a chance to go win. Whoever won, won. They won. So you could say I, again, I'm I'm sitting over here saying the other side, like guys, they want to be there. This and that. That's not the fucking Lakers' problem. Yeah. at the end of the day they wanted to be there their team fucking won you give them credit I wanted to win it's not like I wanted to lose I wanted to every game I was in there but we lost we lost to the Lakers Yeah. you know what I mean like we they beat us in f- five games yeah. they smacked us well you
1: guys beat them in game one though I thought there was a chance you got shaky you got a little shaky hey listen, shaky. <laughs> hey,
2: listen. We, we beat them game one and we beat them bad we yeah. won by like 15, 16 and even when it was close like we just like we beat them like the small ball shit was fucking them up yeah we you guys, went, your tallest player was Jeff Green we robert covington was was our starting <laughs> robert covington was our starting center bro yeah. we won that game and went back in the locker room i'm not gonna lie i had a good little game at like 12 13 off the bench i, I walk back in the locker room I'm like i put my feet down i should have listened to kobe job not finished <laughs> we we needed a little bit of that in our locker room we didn't have that we had yo we better beat the shit out of this team. you know next thing you know
1: four games in a row. it got
2: nasty out there yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, I'm beaming the head off LeBron's head because I'm frustrated we're getting our ass kicked. <laughs>
1: oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> did you yeah. think for a second LeBron was going to come at you? For no. a quick second, it looked it – looks... No, not at all. I really
2: didn't. I swear to God I did. He's also,
1: he's not going to like what hurt his legacy. He's going to fight. He's going to punch
2: me in front yeah. of a whole bunch of people like in front of the national st- – it was on TNT. Yeah. Gonna, my life's in danger. I've right. never been scared of – ba- let me just say this publicly, bro. I have never, ever, ever been scared of any NBA basketball player Ever in my life. And I never will be. Yeah. All that tough, raw, raw stuff on the court is garbage. I'm just tell you that right now. Now, if I'm off the court and I'm locked in a room in a locker room and me and Steven Adams are in there and no one's around, we're talking shit, then there might be like a little nervous feeling inside. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? But if it's not that extreme case, I'm not worried about nobody. Right. First off. Secondly, I didn't mean to like do it to like.
1: You You, you went in there apologetic, Hands were up. Well,
2: that's because I didn't want to get attacked because the refs all looked at me. First off, it's LeBron James. Ball beating that he gets mad, turns up and squares at me. Rest I jump in, I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I was I wasn't trying to do that one. We're good, we're good, we're good, yeah. we're good, we're good. Inside my head, it was a little frustrating moment. I definitely I meant to smack the ball. I didn't know it was gonna hit his head.
1: Right. I hit the ball up top. how did I know where the ball's gonna go? Yeah.
2: It just hit him right in the head. I was frustrated. We were getting our ass. Kicked, bro. That's
1: crazy, man. You hit the ball in frustration and just landed on maybe the best player of all time. <laughs> is, it's beating his head, bro. That's crazy. That was crazy honestly. That was crazy. After that, was like, anywhere. after that,
2: he was just like smiling, laughing and breathing. It's like, all right, all right. I'm like, bro, it ain't that serious, dog. We got four minutes left. You could have
1: hit him on purpose if you wanted to. Like, that was obviously an anytime accident. I
2: had the ball, I could have thrown it at him. I was like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, clearly, I didn't mean to do it. And my thing is like, bro, we got three minutes in this game left. We're down. That game was nasty. Game Game Five. We were down like twenty eight at yeah. one point. I was playing so hard. At the end, you gotta ask. You ask. You gotta. We gotta get somebody in this pot. I was trying to pick a fight with everybody in their team. Why? To the point where I heard somebody on the bench. I think it was Jared Dudley. I got under. I was, it was me and Dwight under the rim. We were like going back and forth. And Jared Dudley was like, "Do I? Do I? Don't even. Don't even get. You know what he's doing. He's trying to get under your skin." Two minutes later, beep. Dwight Howard, technical foul. I was looking Why at, well, why
1: are we trying to fight everyone? I you
2: was you just uh, knew you were out
1: the door at the I was petty. The
2: I was being petty. I was being a sore loser. Yeah. One hundred percent. I was shitty and mad that we were going that we we were getting our ass kicked. We talked a lot of shit game one. You remember Russ was like barking at Rondo's brother, yeah. like all that? And they came back and smacked us. And it wasn't one game, it was two, it was three, it was four in a <laughs> row, bro. And the fourth game, we're down like thirty, and they're on the sideline just letting us have it, bro. I remember one time I got in the corner and their whole bench was like, oh no, I'm just over like shit. And I missed it. And I look back, to like, sorry. You know, it's their turn to talk. You can't right. you can't say nothing. You just gotta take it. So at that point, with two minutes left, and I'm still in the game, down 27. I'm shitty.
3: For sure.
2: So I'm being What's it like when you're in the I'm game being, when the game's I'm out of, petty. It's, 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 it's out of, nasty. It's, it's gross. It is it is a circus. It's free for <laughs> it's a free-for-all. There's it's a mix between do I play hard to show I'm still, you know. Doing everything the right way, right. or is it get mine time? Do I pack up the box score a little bit? That way, when they see we lost by thirty, Austin had fourteen. Yeah. It was, it was solid it Austin's that game. fault. It was Austin's fault. Yeah. That's what every player. It's, there's two choices that guys go into. It ain't gonna be my fault. Should I got buggers? I don't know about them. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. that energy. What usually losing teams have that. Yeah, that's it's one or the other. I was on the work hard. I was just bro. I had like four offensive rebounds in the last four minutes. <laughs> I've never Josh gotten, Hart. That was Josh Hart out there. And wow. I've never gotten rebounds like that in my life. That's the worst skill I think in my game is I've always been a poor rebounder. Yeah. I'm in there battling for rebounds with Jail McGee and Direct, <laughs> pulling shit down like it's mine, <laughs> throwing it out, <laughs> running back out to three. Like I'm playing a style of basketball that was so chaotic in like LA fitness like <laughs> that I was just I was bumping into people. Like, what, 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 what you gonna do?
1: They're all like, "Oh my god, bro.
2: I'm just trying to start shit with anybody." It was yeah. bad. I had to like look at myself in the mirror after that game. Like it's a who tough are-? One to shake off. I was like, "Who are you?"
1: Silver lining, you're out of the bubble the next day and you're out, you're fine.
2: No, but I was like Pat Beverly. The last 4 minutes of the game, I turned into like a little P Bev. <laughs> I was out there it was just nasty basketball, bro. It was just chaotic, man. It was it was crazy. Nah, yeah, they kicked their ass, whatever, man. I'm sorry, I didn't what? I didn't even mean to bring up school. Yeah, what just you? what just happened, bro? We just brought that's a terrible memory for me. That bubble shit for me was bad, bro. <laughs> I
1: didn't mean to ruin the rest of your day.
2: I also was killing in the bubble.
1: Yeah, your career high in the bubble.
2: Well, yeah, that game. Do you remember
1: I, just, I went to your career high before and what you did?
2: Yes, you came. It was right after my other career high. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah. So I went to – it was against the Grizzlies, run the Clippers. I had, but I had was courtside.
2: Yes. You made
1: your career high. I was sitting next to a guy that used to train you, Coach Irwin.
2: You bring this up every time. And you bring that part up because you love to finish it off with how I – You walked over, <laughs> took off your jersey, and who did you hand it to? Coach Irwin.
1: Yeah, and said – what the hell was that?
2: That is because you being a very close friend of mine – you have access to like any jersey. Like there's a hundred jerseys I have that I've worn in there, game worn. And you could just scoop one right now and grab one. Yeah. Where like Erwin, he came to the game. I'm like, he's in Memphis. I had to give him one.
1: And he was more aggressive too. But he like kind of met you halfway on the court. Halfway on <laughs> the court. This
2: guy was at the free throw line right after the game. I'm like, what's up?
1: And before the game, before the game, while I'm in warmups,
2: he was like, let me get that jersey. Before he knew you were going to get a career Yeah. Yeah, before, before, that's what it counted. You know, what I mean, before the career high, he wanted the jersey. Yeah. Then I put up thirty eight, and he wanted the jersey. And the night before, I had thirty seven versus the Rockets. Versus right? the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. What a time to be alive!
1: Last thing I want to bring up, we played pickup last week together. I was guarding you. Let you tell everyone what happened.
2: You did strip me once.
1: Once? A few times. I was. Come you
2: on. You only stole it the one time. The yeah, other no. time, the other times it got a little sloppy. Some, when they knock away and, and I grabbed. The, yeah, I scored both times. I played play
1: some good defense. Let's not act like
2: it wasn't just scary hours out there. Yeah. Was it not impressive? I, just
1: knew were gonna, I First play of the day, everyone watches you. Everyone's there, lining up. People were watching all around the gym. First play, you try to ISO me. Is this still a popular term? Cookies? It was bad. You knew I was
2: going to shoot and I wasn't going to drive, and you just stood there. You know when you do a crossover <laughs> on someone that's – this isn't you, but do you know when you do a crossover on someone that's like really sorry and they don't go anywhere because they're yeah. so bad they didn't even know yeah, how yeah, to go yeah. for a crossover? Just, I could have just drove right by you. I'm like giving you the jab, and you're like <laughs> – and I gave you, like, three of my herky-jerky jabs. And you're just like, brother, I am right here. <laughs> and you just ripped down and grabbed the ball. And, like, three guys were, like, going back on defense. So, one of the guys was like, what the fuck was that?
1: What just happened?
2: I was yeah. like, I, I don't even, I just it got ripped Podcast
1: off. beef. That's what that was.
2: Yeah, Pasha <laughs> just ripped me. I was like, this is nuts. That, like, fueled the rest of the day for me. I, yeah. I turned up the next time after that.
1: That did that exactly the that day. Well, all right, good, man. This was good. This was good. <laughs> this, was good. this was good. I, told I you, think again. next episode we're going to do a uh, – do so a season preview. Works. I want to get all your predictions. I want to get the, you know, prediction for the champion, six man, rookie of the year, the whole thing. Okay.
2: Well, that wraps it up for this week. We, uh, it was fun to be back, man. We got another episode coming next week. We'll be back in the swing of things. Um, especially after our little hiatus that we've had, but, um, a lot going on in the basketball world, especially with the season on the horizon. So, Uh, We look forward to getting back into this and getting y'all more consistency in what y'all want to hear from us. So appreciate y'all as always, man. Off guard.
0: There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class, leading passenger space, and clean, thoughtful design, and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants.